Johnny, you made it. Barely. Barely. The red hot chili peppers are still ringing in my ears. I didn't know if Johnny was going to make it in this morning or not because you went to see the red hot chili peppers at Comerica Park last night. Yeah, it was a damn close one. I'll tell you that right now. I woke up at like 530. It was like, why did I do this? Why did I take the day off? How late did the show go? It actually wasn't that late. I love that about it. I think all shows should be like this. There was... Three bands playing. Uh, show started at 6.30. Perfect. And it was done by like 11 o'clock. Uh, does this mean we're old? All shows should end by 11. <laughs> right? In my mind, all shows should end by 10.30. Yeah. So you have 30 minutes to get home and have a reasonable night's sleep. Yeah, it was uh, It was definitely well done. It was an awesome vibe there. The Chili Peppers were good. You know, Anthony Kiedis, the lead singer... He, he has a little bit of a problem sometimes, maybe remembering the words or, you know, he really? can't quite hit it the way he used to. No. I mean, it's, well, his To thing, your own songs? Well, it's been a lot of years and there's been a lot of drugs in there. He's, he's clean now. He's been clean for a long time. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's got to be tough. Like, he was never the greatest singer is the thing. He just, like, put a lot into it, right? He's dancing. Yeah. He's like, me fall from Tupac, California. So it's, you know. <laughs> Is that is that your rendition of That's the entire concert? It. But but the yeah, but the band amazing. Like uh, John Frusciante back on guitar made it a, a borderline religious experience for me. I was very happy. And you had a coney dog at. Comerica I did get Park. a coney dog. I actually we went to um, Elwood's Bar and Grill before. Cool. And got a coney dog there. It good. Oh, got good. it. Got it. Yeah. Because you said what did you say? You said pray for my butthole. Yes. Yeah, I'm feeling it today. Uh, and the thing is, I doubled down, too, because we had ordered... I got a Coney dog. Sammy, my fiance, ordered chicken fingers, but they brought us a Chicago-style dog instead. Oh, and, okay. And uh, there were some hot peppers on that bad boy, and I what, ate one whole... What is um, the difference? What's a Chicago dog? Chicago dog is completely different. They got, like, sweet relish on there. Oh. Um, like, like I was saying, hot peppers. I don't know what, what all was on there, but they were good. Big old beefy dogs. And plenty of chili on my coney, so well, it was good stuff. Speaking of hot dogs, I would like to go on the record and say that Johnny is an excellent house guest because oh, we had yes. him over on Saturday for a pool party <laughs> and our annual Hamilby pool party. Yes. And, it was uh, a good we, time. Thank you for having oh me. Oh, my God. No, but Johnny showed up with, A, a bottle of rosé, which is one of my favorite rosés, too, so thank you for that. Killing it. And a fresh cucumber from this yes. garden. <laughs> that was, was awesome. Did you eat it? Not yet. Oh, I'm going to eat it today. I'm not going to lie. I died a little inside when you said you were going to put it in the fridge. Why? My, my garden fresh veggies, I don't even, they don't touch the fridge. Are you serious? They sit on the counter until I eat them. Oh. But if but it's going to be a little bad? while, yeah. You no, know, I'll whatever. eat it today. All right. Sorry. They're I always put cucumbers in the fridge. You, well, I was, you just sit there and eat it just in your hand like you would a chocolate bar just with a cucumber. Was <laughs> I supposed to just raw dog it in front of everybody as soon as you, you showed were. up? There was like 20 people you watching. Were. Like, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was kind of offended that you didn't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? Hannah and Johnny on Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9. Virgin Radio. There's one moment from the concert last night that I wanted to share with you that I almost forgot about. But have you ever been so into a show that you went tarps off for the boys? Um, this is a- cannot say that I have personally. <laughs> this is a, a moment. The dude two rows ahead of us. We're up in the like 331 section at Comerica Park at the Chili Pepper Show. And as soon as this hit, Californication comes in. Those first notes, crowd just. <sighs> And this guy who had been dancing so hard all night just immediately whips his shirt off. So he whipped it off. He did not 
um, rip it off of his body. No, I mean, I'm sure, like, it's funny because he had multiple shirts off moments during the concert. How many shirts does this guy have? It was, he, he would put it back on. shirts? He's like, no, no, this isn't a Tarp Soft song. I must contain yeah, myself. He does. He, you know, because any good concert, it comes in waves. They have the big hits that gets people going, then a little bit of back catalog. No, you got to commit. If you're uh, going to take your shirt off, it stays off. You can't take your shirt off and then put it back on and then take it off again. Well, it, that's the most epic part. He wants to relive that part. You oh, know? my god! I loved it. Actually, my, my fiance, Sammy, did get a little video of that moment, which okay. is hilarious. We it have to see so that. so good. We have to see that and the fresh cucumber. All of yes. that riveting content Very important will come later today. There. Now, here we go. Go. Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. Good morning. Good morning. 93.9 Virgin Radio. It's the Wither Report with Hannah Witherby on 93.9 Virgin Radio. Model Heidi Klum is telling us how to stay young. How does she do it? Her answer is kind of legal. Bit of, a, bit of a gray area here. She did an interview with E! News, and she joked that she drank her husband's blood like a vampire. Does she really? In order to keep herself young. So she's 49, he's 32. Okay. Clearly she's being a joke. facetious. They are an adorable couple, though. It's hard for me to know if they're being facetious or not because some of the things that celebrities will try to fight aging, like, is on that level. All of a sudden, you're not surprised. Yeah. She had a lot of nice things to say about her husband. They recently got married. She said their relationship flew by, but it feels like a lifetime already. They gel really well. She feels like finally she found the one. And then she said, so far, so good. I hope it stays that way. All right. So for Betty White, it was vodka and hot dogs. Uh Heidi Klum is going Edward Cullen Twilight on us. I thought for sure you were going to mention the uh, baby foreskin facials. Did you hear about those? Oh, yeah. That happened to... Who was doing that? I I don't know. uh, Yeah, there was some celebrity doing that. No one should ever admit to such a thing. No one should do that. Like, just... Something that Gwyneth Paltrow, I feel like, is pushing the envelope for a lot is a lot of these obscure wellness... Just put a big price tag on something and people are going to think that it works. I just don't know. Like, I've been using my L'Oreal Revitalift... For the last eight years, and you know what? It's working pretty well for me. Well, there you go. And that's like $30 for the moisturizer and not $3,000. Also easier to get your hands on than baby foreskin facial rubs. I would hope so. Yeah. I would sincerely hope so. Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. In a time where rom-coms are the standard. That could actually be right now. It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. No, I disagree. Not enough rom-coms these days. Exactly. But they are posed for a comeback. Poised, as it were. Poised, I guess the the CEO of Cineplex says he thinks rom-coms do for theatrical comebacks. Yes. And a big part of the reason is because movies like Top Gun, hitting big in the theaters, right? Not quite a romantic comedy, but a throwback to a simpler time of cinema in the 80s and 90s. So... The next logical step, if you're doing the kind of big blockbuster action movies with the Tom Cruises, why not go into rom-com territory? Yes. Okay. I 100% agree with this. Uh-huh. There's a movie on Netflix that's really big right now called Purple Hearts. And okay. it's like a classic rom-com. Like, boy goes off to war, love story, whatever. And it's going to be the third most watched thing on Netflix of all time. 
Wow. So, like, the rom-com resurgence is upon us. Don't you remember me talking about that new uh, Kate Winslet rom-com is coming out? And then also there's... uh, Julia Roberts is working on one, Well, that, that one you were describing, is there a comedy aspect of it, too? Because that's um, the thing. It sounds more like more mm. just a romance thing. Um, I have not More dramatic. It. But the thing about the rom-coms is, is that, you know, they're, they're funny, too. So it's more like lighthearted. Uh, yeah, you're I guess, right. This is more of a John Green type novel. Yeah, see, a little too romantic and serious. I'm sure it's wrought with tragedy as well. Oh, it always is. But rom-coms, they tend to be a little bit less of a thinker, very formulaic. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess they, they're more mid-tier movies. You don't really need to spend as much as like big box office special effects heavy movies right honestly they're spending so much money on effects if you watched gray man on netflix that one with chris pine and ryan gosling it was 90 percent effects and like 10 percent dialogue and acting oh my god and you know it wasn't good no they're focusing on the wrong thing you didn't like it Mm -mm. well i i think that we should start trying to cash in on the rom-com game since it is so formulaic and seemingly so easy to make one of your own i actually looked it up and you can just get a uh, romantic comedy generator and it just makes it up for you oh my gosh that's amazing i went ahead and did that i clicked generate here let's see what it came up with shall we set the tone with a little bit of quirky romantic comedy music An adrift actress is invited to meet her smug boyfriend's family in Martha's Vineyard, where life is all about stargazing and hipster ballads. (laughs) There, she stumbles upon a rough-looking doctor and sparks fly. Rough-looking doctor, though. Rough-looking doctor. You can tell that this is AI because these adjectives are out of hand. There is just one obstacle. He is time-traveling back and forth. So we can expect more movies of this caliber in 2022, I guess. Morning. Hey, Hannah and Johnny. Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. So Vanity Fair made a list of the 33 best rom-coms ever. And as expected, over 50% of these were made between the 90s and the 2010s. Yeah, that's got to be... I mean, I would say even narrower, like the 90s, the 2000s, or early 2000s is probably the golden era of and rom-coms. that is like my peak. Yeah. I am a bit of a rom-commissure, if you will. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't I think that Johnny's going to stump me with no. any of these uh, rom-com trivia questions. I've got, I've got four clips from different rom-coms. you got to tell me what the name of the movie is. You can text along at 10939. Let's see how you do. I think, I think you're going to get... Three out of four. Three out of four. I think I might stump you with at least one of them, but okay. uh, let's let's do a quick one here. What is the name of this rom com? Did you sleep well? Yeah, too good. Forgot where I was. Do you know which rom com that is? Well, it, it's pretty iconic. Did you sleep well? Yeah, too good. Forgot where I was. Who's the voice? Who's that talking there? I mean, it sounds like Lisa Kudrow, to be it's perfectly not honest. Lisa Kudrow. It very much and sounds like her. And I'm like, what is this? Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion? No, it's not. Text 10939. You know what rom com this is from? Did you sleep well? Yeah, too good. Forgot where I was. I don't know what that is. That is. Pretty Woman, oh, Julia Roberts, oh, right? Oh, yeah. That's got to be one of the up there with the most iconic of all time. But I don't know if Pretty clip. Woman is on this list. That's a tough clip. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay, what is the name of this rom-com? Text 10939. Hang on, I'm just going to check and see if Pretty Woman is. Pretty Woman's not on the list what? of top 33 rom-coms of all time. I think that's ridiculous. You My think best it's... friend's wedding is, and she's in yeah. that. Okay, Number well, 14. Close enough. Wait, what's the name of this rom-com? Did you really mean what you said up there? 
I just want you to be happy, Mary. But I'd be happiest with you. Yeah, that's Cameron Diaz uh-huh. in Something About Mary. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. 100%. They did say Mary in the clip, so yeah. it made it a little bit easier. But she has a very recognizable voice, yes, too. big time. Okay, who is this? Again, some recognizable voices here should help. Text 10939 if you know the name of this rom-com. Some of us will never, ever find true love. Take, for instance, me. Oh, I didn't really... Some of us will never, ever find true love. Take, for instance, me. Okay, well, wait. That sounds like maybe Adam Sandler. It is indeed Adam Sandler. So could it be the wedding singer? It is the wedding singer. Okay. Well done. Yes. Okay. Excellent. One more here. What are you... Are you two for three right now? Yeah. All right. Last one. Do you know the name of this rom-com? Are you saying you care about me? So what? what? Tricky clip, but you should know this talking. one. I know. Listen to this. Are you saying you care about me? Josh. Josh. The name itself should be a giveaway. Uh, wow. Well, Are you saying? I've seen so many of these movies. Me? All the clips that could have possibly been used for this movie. This is like the least Josh helpful means one. nothing to me. No? Like, there could be so many Joshes in rom-coms. Not even in the movie Clueless. Oh, of it course. It was from Clueless. You could have picked oh. so many different clues no, from Clueless. Your, your millennial card. Rolling Give it. It's, it's revoked. More with Hannah and Johnny in the morning. Next. Is this a cancelable offense? What is it? Get ready for a spicy hot take uh-huh. right here on Virgin Radio. It's <laughs> Hannah and Johnny, but I don't even know if I want to attach our names to this. Really? It's a hot take I didn't even realize was one until yesterday. A controversial board game question. When you're playing Battleship, you know okay. Battleship. Of course. Classic. Do you put your ships diagonally? Do you put them vertically, horizontally, and diagonally? Or do you just mm. put them vertically and horizontally? First of all, when was the last time you played Battleship? Probably a year ago. A year ago? Really? Yeah. You're, you're still out here playing Battleship, Battleship huh? is a classic Yeah, I wish game. I had it. I never, I don't think I ever put my ships diagonal. I always thought that diagonal ships were fair game. So I feel like that's cheating. Again, text us, 1093.9. of people on this planet say that putting ships diagonally is cheating. It is. They say yes. it's got to be up or down. Mm. I've always, that big four, the four guy. Yeah. The, I put that diagonally. No, I think that's That ish cheating. goes right across your, your whole board. I don't like that. I, I Again, it's been years since I played Battleship, but I never even thought that was an option because I assumed that would be cheating. Well, the reason that I even bring this up is my friend was playing Battleship with her boyfriend, and she was so mad because she couldn't find his last ship, and it's because yeah. he put it diagonally. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. No. She's not like, okay. no, it's cheating. And everybody agrees. Oh, yeah, we got a text. No, you do absolutely do not. See? That- What's wrong with diagonal ships? Is there anything in the rules? Somebody find the rules of battleship. rules. And does it say anywhere that you cannot put diagonal ships <laughs> in battleship? Rules. <laughs> diagonal. Keyword search. Each ship must be placed horizontally or vertically across grid spaces, not diagonally, and the ships can't hang off the grid in case that was one of your bizarre plans. Dude, you've got never. it parked in the damn Bermuda Don't Triangle. Don't my name in this Ooh. way. I would never have a ship hanging off the edge. He's got them stacked on top of each other. Actually, that wouldn't be helpful. That would actually... <laughs> actually, you would just lose all of your ships at one time. <laughs> 
I love it. Love the morning. Anna and Johnny on, on, on Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. We just got a text. Your friend's boyfriend is a cheater at Battleship. You got to be sus forever now. Yeah, he's cheating on Battleship. What else is he cheating on? Honestly, fair point. Throw this guy under the bus. It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. I think we need to come up with a proper punishment for the Battleship cheaters. They've been out here parking their ships diagonally. Yeah. Just thinking that's okay. Yeah. It's wrong, right? It has to be horizontal or vertical. This is why you're you're winning, Hannah. I, you're cheating. I had no happened. idea that you couldn't put diagonal oh. ships on the board in Battleship. We need a special kind of payback for this, and we have Sheila on the phone, 519-792-6040. Now, this idea is inspired, obviously, a very different kind of cheating for your situation, right? Tell us your story. I found out my ex-husband was uh, doing things he shouldn't have been doing with Females, he shouldn't have been doing them with. So I made him cat food pate. Cat food pate. Oh. So how did you, like, were you sneaky? Wow. How did you do this? So I got the, like, cat food that's, like, in a little chunk, not, like, pureed already. Mm-hmm. And then I mixed it a little bit with some seasoning and, and seared it in a pan a little bit and uh, served it to him with some crackers on the side. And he ate the whole thing. He oh, liked my it, God. Huh? Did he ever, like, what was the reaction? Was he, did he throw it up? Did, did you he tell like him? It? <laughs> I told him three days after the divorce finalized over yeah. a year later. So you told him, and then, I, I don't know, I think you would probably enjoy it. You could have gone harder on that. You could have given him the thing that cat food turns into oh, after whatever. the cats are that done with it. That would be way it. too obvious. Yeah? You okay. remember the other day we were talking about how amazingly yummy wet cat food No, looks. we weren't. I have wanted to eat wet cat food that. for Disgusting. years. Disgusting. For years, it looks so yummy. Do you realize how bad you're making yourself look right now saying you you were sitting at home drooling over wet cat I food? Wanna you know, wet cat I want to eat wet cat food and it. I put my diagonal ships in Battleship. Cancel me if you want to. <laughs> we need to, to find a better punishment for you then because you'll enjoy the cat food. Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. There is an upcoming fall conundrum that we are all going to face in the coming months, and we need your help figuring this one out. It's Hannah and Johnny on Virgin Radio, so it's almost pumpkin spice season. Can't wait, I know. And that means Halloween is around the corner. Somebody brought up this scenario, and it has stumped me. Mm -hmm. What do mummies do to you when they catch you? (laughs) So if you're being chased by a vampire, they suck your blood. Right. If you're being chased by a zombie, they eat your brains. If you're being chased by a mummy, what does the mummy do when they actually catch you? What is their move? What is their attack plan? Well, when my mummy catches me, she guilts the ever-living hell out of me. Like, why don't you call me more? Oh, you should really come and visit more often. You know no, that I'm no, talking no. about the bandaged horror oh. movie. Oh, okay. Come to life mummies. mummies. Right. Are mummies zombies wrapped up? And they eat your brains? This is the thing. Mummies are a real thing. It's like a way that of you know someone to be preserved or whatever when they when they die. It's a real thing. Mummies exist. So But there are so many different theories as to like what the mummy does when the mummy actually catches their target. Text ten ninety three nine. What what does a mummy do when they catch you? My favorite response, it says it's just an awkward moment of silence and nothing happens. Imagine you just stand there and you're like, Well, all right. <laughs> the mummy's got me. Maybe there's something with the, like, you know, bandages, the wraps that are around them, whatever it is. Like, uh, kind of a 
viney and they send the yeah. rep band and just wish Something like, like that. Yeah, somebody uh, said Nick Nick took this very seriously. Nick says they temporarily decrease your max HP okay. and make you frightened slash paralyzed, of course. <laughs> so you get frightened slash paralyzed. Yeah. And then they decrease your max HP. That's essentially what happens in Legend of Zelda when mummy-type creatures attack you. They're like, and then they grab you and kind of like soul-suck you for a sec. So maybe they could be like Dementors and they could suck your soul. Yeah, that's text at 10939. Thank you. Says, mummies steal your life force. I wasn't aware of that. Right. Because, because they're, they're dead. Because they're dead. <laughs> uh, well, that checks they out. They need it. They desperately need it. I picture just any time, like, you know, think of Scooby-Doo. You're watching Scooby-Doo. What do the monsters do when they come near? They never even Nothing. touch them. It was like, blah, 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 blah. And then they get them or grab oh, them, and then so it's like, ah. Wake up. Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. 93.9. Virgin Radio. I'm actually glad you brought up mummies this morning, Hannah, and what they would do if they actually caught you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're going to speak to uh, someone who's involved with the movie being filmed around Windsor right now, and it's very much in the same vein of horror. Does it involve mummies? This one does not, but it seems like just about every other type of ghoul imaginable. It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. And I will give a shout-out to Ed, who said, I think if a mummy catches you, they would perform a lobotomy and organ removal as revenge. For how they were treated at death. Right. I get that. It's like how the Tin Man was born without a heart. They need your heart and they need your <laughs> organs because they took them all out, right? Is that what the Tin Man's plan was all along? He was just trying to get Dorothy's heart? Yeah. Wait, no, that was the lion. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, which one was which? <laughs> no, the cowardly lion. He needs courage. So was the courage tin- the heart? No, he needs, the Tin what Man the needs tin a heart. What did the Tin Man need? Didn't he need oil? Sure, he just needed a little bit of oil. In any case. I'm sorry, clearly this is the uh, worst yeah. Wizard of Oz <laughs> a recap of all time. You're the wither of Oz. Oh. Um, but we are going to talk more with Jacob Scrippa, who's been working on this movie. Here's a, just a brief kind of rundown of what it is. Vampire Zombies from Space is uh, both an homage to and a satire of 1950s kind of drive-in B-movie horror. Uh, it's kind of a blend of uh, Ed Wood, Mel Brooks, and South Park, uh, <laughs> all kind of thrown together. And what we're doing is kind of embracing the old tropes of you know you might see a string on a, on a rubber bat or you might see a string on a ufo uh and combining that with over-the-top hyper-realistic gore and and modern day kind of r-rated comedy so we're, we're gonna get into some of uh jacob's favorite practical effects that they've been doing while filming this movie okay so r-rated horror comedy is this gonna be like a scary super bad i mean it seems more like a, again kind of a parody homage to 1950s horror okay so we'll talk more about it around 8 30 but it's gonna be a lot of fun you might recognize people in this movie and some places because again a lot of windsor people working on this and in it and you know places you'll definitely recognize that so. is so cool we also got a text from lorraine about the mummy thing. The, uh, if a mummy catches you, what do they do? She says, I think mummies might fill you with scarab beetles as well. Okay. I could see that. I've been fighting with the scarab beetles this summer. They eat my roses, so yeah, exactly. Horror movie with scarab beetles for sure. And we also have a text: Scarecrow was looking for a brain, yeah. Tin, Tin Man, Man was heart. looking for a heart, and Lion was courage. looking for courage. So yeah. I was originally right about the Tin Man needing a heart. Yes, you were. Thank of course. And you. some oil. Anna Witherby and Johnny Parks. Wake up! Wake up! Yeah. Ninety-three-nine. Virgin Radio. Vampire zombies from space. They are here. In Windsor, Essex. It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. 
You might have seen this this film being shot around town. I know that they were out at the like uh, you know automotive history type places. They're shooting on location because there really is a lot of great places to film movies around Windsor. I would believe there's a lot of old creepy car warehouses and things like that. What? Um, it's just funny. Vampire zombies in space. It's like, from how can space. we, yes. from space, how can we level up vampires and zombies right? and make it even scarier? And that's the whole idea. It's kind of a shout out to those old 50s horror movies that are a bit cheesy. The production values are a bit low, but people love them, right? They become cult classics. Mm-hmm. And I talked to uh, Jacob Scrippa, who was working on this, a little bit of background on how this film came to be. So it's, uh, it's called Vampire Zombies from Space, and uh, it's actually a film... I started writing in high school, uh, back in like 2010, and, and we shot like a, a short film version of it. And uh, my, my DP at the time accidentally de- uh, deleted like all the footage. Um, <laughs> no way. So this is something that uh, then later on, uh, my, my now kind of writing partner Alex and I, we, we revisited the script kind of just to see how much was improved on the writing and, and whatnot. And uh, while a lot of the jokes were really, you know, high school and juvenile, the, the kind of through line of the story was still something that appealed to us. So we spent probably about a year uh, rewriting from this old, like, grade 10 script into something that is actually um, usable and watchable and fun and funny. So it's funny, you mentioned it being kind of like super bad. That's kind of the same thing that happened with that. They wrote the story in high school. Right, right? Which is yeah. Which super cool. Here, this is really loud. I'm getting very distracted you can't, you by can't the... Hear because of the, like, trippy, scary That's music. very, very scary. <laughs> Louder for you, yes. But, uh, but my, wait, is the person... So you talked to the director of the movie? He was he, co-writer and producer. They have another director attached who has worked on a lot of other stuff that you can actually find on streaming services. So, so why did they come to Windsor? Are they from Windsor? Yeah, the director's from Windsor. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was there's just like background in the area. There is more that he was saying about some of the practical effects too, which was my favorite part. Right. A couple of these scenes sound like they're going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I, I think the in terms of practical effects, like there's a lot throughout the script that are, you know, in this script they're jokes uh, themselves, and it's because of how we're executing them. So the idea of combining a miniature UFO that our uh, miniature guy Aaron he he built for us. So you combine the miniature UFO with a really good-looking, like, Independence Day digital beam and then a practical explosion and then a hyper-realistic, uh, like, dummy that blows up and you see, like, literally eyeballs popping out. <laughs> so when you combine the, the goofy, you know, fake-looking little UFO with this, holy cow, huge explosion and gruesome uh, body being ripped apart... Uh, it's very funny and very shocking in a way that, like, you can only laugh. It's, it's just, it's such a fun um, mix. And then in terms of, like, a specific effect, there's a scene we haven't shot yet where we have basically the world's worst coroner who has an open cadaver and he's snagging his hand on uh, intestines and he's dropping cigarette ash into the open cadaver uh-huh. and pulling parts out uh, very willy-nilly. <laughs> so I'm really excited to film that scene. I think it's a really fun um it's just a good example of what the movie is. <laughs> that is yeah. so Sounds cool. amazing, right? That sounds like it's going to be a banger yeah. film. And I think there is uh, one part of our conversation. He talked about some of the local people involved. There was a Kickstarter where they raised like over $20,000. And I know they okay. are going to be starting an Indiegogo where you can donate for a chance to get different packages, including maybe being an extra in the movie. I think this is where he talks a bit about that. Uh, so 90%, yeah, 90% of it is shot in uh, Windsor, Essex, and then there's a few scenes we've we've slated for potential cameos later on, 
uh, from the community, the help we're getting is awesome. We have uh, Wind, uh, Windsor and LaSalle. We have a, a squad cruiser that they're they're letting us use. We have a bunch of local car owners that are uh, d- donating their time and their period cars for us to use. Uh, yeah, we were at Heritage Village all all week, pretty much this this week. But we're also going to the um, Essex United Church. Uh, there's a bar in McGregor called La Roca. Um, all kinds of places that we're we're filming around around town, and uh, it's just really cool to get the community involved. And you know, you can't find old buildings like that in in places like Toronto. And, and if you could, and, and get into them, it's gonna you know cost you an arm and a leg. Whereas here, everyone's just kind of excited about the project and, and willing to help make it uh, be the best it can be. So yes, cool. Windsor, the new Hollywood, the Honestly. affordable Canadian shooting destination. Yeah, especially if you want to film a, a horror movie set in the 50s, this is your place to go. Yeah, yeah. that was our heyday back then. <laughs> Thank you again, <laughs> Jacob Scrippa, for chatting with us about that. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. Where do you think is the creepiest place in Windsor, though? Like, for a mm. horror movie, where would you love to go film? Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. When you think about places like Willisted Manor... Yeah. And the Duff Bobby House, all these old places that do have a history of hauntings. Like, it's a pretty good choice to film horror movies in our area. The sandwich, the old sandwich, I don't know if it's like a jail or a courthouse. Mm-hmm. That has always given me the heebie-jeebies. Apparently, they did, like, public executions outside the yeah. front of it. See? Lots to do there. Thanks again. Don't don't miss vampire zombies from space. And if you see anything weird going on and there's cameras around around town, now you know Just what it is. Just act like a zombie. <laughs> That's Just it. Bleh. Try to go on camera. You're like, I'll suck your blood. <laughs> Breathe. What's going on, everybody? For more Hannah and Johnny, check out 93.9 Virgin Radio. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10.